Welcome to the Red Dice Diaries. This podcast is a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs from the viewpoint of a long-time GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast was Nightmare by Alexander Nakarada and is used under Creative Commons license. Okay, so I've been listening to the last episode of Colin's podcast, The Spike Pit, where he was talking about Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, 4th edition, and whether I'd be reviewing it or not, and saying he'd like to see a review of it. Now, I did respond to Colin sending him a voicemail message about this, where I said I'd be quite happy to review 4th edition Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay in the unlikely event that I got sent a review copy. However, I wouldn't be podding out the what I'm sure is a, a fairly steep price for it, given that whoever's going to be publishing it is going to have to pay the licensing to Games Workshop, etc. And we all know Games Workshop's all about that money, because they're a business. Of course they are. Now, I've been playing Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay for quite some time. I have here next to me what I consider to be three versions of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, although technically one of them isn't an official version. I'm sitting here with the Hogshead version, which is, I believe, second edition, if I'm correct. I did have an earlier copy, a copy of first edition, but unfortunately I lost it a while ago when I was moving house. I've then got the Green Ronan version, which is, I believe third edition although i may be getting this wrong i'm not entirely sure and then i've got the mammoth tome that is zweihander grim and perilous rpg and this is effectively a sort of fan version of warhammer fantasy roleplay which sort of went on in the same direction as previous versions when ffg did their sort of board game and tokentastic version which I've not played in just because I didn't have the space. I run most of my games online. I'm not really a fan of board games. You know, if you like that sort of stuff, crack on with it. But it's really not for me. So I left that one alone. Now, I I remember when I first started playing this. I mean, I, like Colin, I was, uh, I was into all the Games Workshop stuff when I was an impressionable young lad at school. And I played the, the fantasy and the, the sort of Warhammer 40k war games. And I even did a, a few of the, the sort of like official tournaments at Games Workshop headquarters. And But one of the things I always used to enjoy, probably more than actually playing the sort of battle games, was the fact you used to get points in the official tournament for creating a background for your army and detailing like a bit of background about the heroes and the leaders of it and stuff like that. And I always used to find it more entertaining producing those documents and like painting the figures than actually playing the games. So when I first discovered Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, I was like, oh, so this is cool. So you actually get to like tell these stories and play out these bits that happen between the battles and you play one person and you get to develop them. That's really cool. And I sort of oscillated between the, the wargaming and the role-playing side of things for a number of different years, basically because I had the choice of Go for the role-playing game, which I was more a fan of, but my friends at the time, not so much. Or play the war games, which I wasn't such a fan of, although I enjoyed the painting and stuff like that. And actually have people I could game with. So I tended to alternate between the two a lot. But eventually, uh, I settled down to the role-playing side of it. Partly because 
it was just too expensive to keep doing the the wargaming hobby when like ridiculous things like white metal and ridiculous new types of plastic started to be the norm as justifications for price hikes seemingly every like month or two I, I, I sort of put it down and i went no enough is enough i understand companies have to make money but they're not having any more of mine and yeah you might say that i, I make a i spend a lot of money on rpg supplements and you're probably right to a certain extent the point of this podcast isn't to bash games workshop you can find that on the internet anywhere you want if that's your bag but the point here is basically to say that through these various iterations warmer fancy role players traditionally been a sort of fairly crunchy system which incorporates uh, percentile dice d10s and a few other dice you have a number of stats which will be familiar to anyone who's played the certainly earlier editions of the the warhammer fantasy battle game which are movement weapon skill ballistic skill strength toughness wounds initiative attacks dexterity leadership intelligence call willpower and fellowship it's all fairly obvious what they mean so i won't really go into that and i think in the the green ronan version they sort of tweaked that a little bit where you had sort of like insanity points fate points a magic rating etc and they sort of jiggled it around a bit but by and large it was still the same system and instead of having like a class system like D&D they had a career system where effectively you could roll or pick a basic career so I might say oh I'm a I'm a boatman I ply the rivers of the empire a sort of fictional version of medieval slash renaissance Germany in Europe um, providing speedy transportation and link helping to link most of the major cities in the realm happy days looking at that career it tells me which of my abilities i can improve with xp which skills i start with any special talents i have and what equipment i have now it also tells me where i can go after i finish this career once i've bought all the advances and whatever i can go on to become either a fisherman a marine a navigator a seaman or a smuggler now i could go on to other careers outside that but it would cost me more xp to do so so it encourages you to put a little bit of thought into your character progression and it is really cool to see your character developing and acquiring skills in a way that seems logical rather than it just being like random levels etc and that's all really cool anyone who's familiar with warhammer will know there's a, a rich textured sort of fantasy world that takes inspiration from numerous different sources behind that and then we go on to zweihander which like i say is a mammoth absolutely huge book it's clocking in at sort of around about over 650 pages i don't even know how many pages there are in it loads of them though and that has a very similar sort of system so like i say essentially it's a fantasy heartbreaker based on warhammer fantasy roleplay that divides the the characters up into like a number of sort of different areas like academic commoner knave ranger socialite warrior etc and within them there are different professions so for instance in warrior there is berserker bravo buccaneer dragoon hedge knight man at arms militia pit fighter pugilist soul sword squire and watchman now i do have a certain sort of fondness for this sort of get these sort of games and part of the reason i bought swihander was because i am so fond 
of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. And I, I wanted to encourage someone, the author, who was attempting to sort of produce their own version of it and better previous versions without just waiting for the next inevitable round of Games Workshop deciding once more to farm out their license to see how much money they could make before they reel it back in. And like I say, I really love Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, um, excepting the, the Fantasy Flight Games version because I've not played that, I can't comment on it. It may seem a little bit crunchier than I'm normally traditionally known for playing, but it does have a sort of grim, dark, and almost sort of gritty feel to it that I quite enjoy. I mean, I, I sort of grew up playing like your World of Darknesses and stuff like that. So one the fantasy roleplay with its strange mutating magic, its dark races, its sort of like religious xenophobia of its setting, etc. That sort of whole dark regions of the Empire really did appeal to me when I was growing up as a somewhat angsty teen. So if you are looking for something that's grim and dark, yeah, give Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay a try. Like I said, I can't speak for the FFG version, but I'm sure you can probably find some of the earlier versions online. And if you cannot and you want, still want to get that flavour, I would certainly suggest picking up a copy of Zweihander. It's certainly not the cheapest in print because it is a huge, huge book, but you can get a PDF of it fairly reasonably online. As of yet, I can't speak for 4th edition Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, official, because, as I say, I've not read it. If I get a review copy of it, I'll quite happily review it and tell you what I think. However, I'm not likely to actually pay the readies for it, just because I've already effectively got three-plus versions of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. I'm genuine, and I don't really play those as much as I probably should do. So I'm generally not fussed about adding yet another one to my shelves. But I'd still like to give it a look, you know, just to see what they've changed, what they've kept the same, etc. So who knows, maybe if someone's listening who, in the unlikely event someone's listening who is working on Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition and can send me a review copy, feel free to do so and I'll quite happily try and give an unbiased opinion on it. So that's it for this episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future, please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Anchor. Until I see you next time, whenever you're playing, take care and enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm.